Round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids sipped. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That it was all started by a mouse. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. Bunch of madness around here. Hello, everybody, and welcome to DDP Today, a show that's a little bit about us, a lot about Disney, and fun for the whole family. And I'm excited tonight because I got one of my good, close brothers, someone who's on a friendly term with me right now, but if the Rangers continue to win or if the Rangers continue to lose, we may not be as friendly as possible. Uh, it's just me and Joe tonight. Uh, Justin's been a little bit under the weather. Uh, apparently, Dan is out fighting fires, putting out dragons somewhere, maybe in uh, in California. And uh, Dave's running a little bit late on his uh, on his excursion today, on his, uh, you know, doing his VIP tour. So you got me and Joe tonight, and, you know, that's I'm looking forward to talking Joe because we got some Disney news. But before we get into that uh joe how you been how's everything been going what's going on man you've been a gentleman throughout this whole series between uh our our drivers between the rangers and the devils unlike some people in our chat uh, who were lame, nameless that their teams did not make the playoffs uh but decided to jump on the the bandwagon dan rossi but uh no man i'm doing good man uh it's been an exciting series for hockey a lot of disney news today talking about looking forward to the show tonight uh yeah it's gonna be fun. Let's get it started, man. Yeah, I'm 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 smart enough not to start, you know, throwing throwing stones because uh, you know anything can happen in hockey, and a series can turn around real quickly. And you know, the Rangers had a great uh, you know offensive line, but they haven't looked like that the last couple of games. But uh, it's been a good series, and I've enjoyed watching it. And uh, you know, we'll see what the outcome is by next week. I know that the series is tied two two, but you know, we, we're not an NHL podcast. So I don't want to you know dwell right. too much on that. And um, I want to talk a little bit about some of the stuff that we got going on with the Disney news. Um, some of the stuff. Is kind of relevant, you know. We can talk Disney news when when Dave's not on because you know Dave, with his job, can't really comment on news and rumors and that kind of stuff. So uh, when he's not around, I like to bring up some of these kind of topics because you know it's stuff we've been seeing on some of the blogs and some of the sites, and you know most of it's pretty much true. Some of it's verified by Disney, but some of it's a little bit of a rumor. And uh, one of the first things I wanted to talk about, Joe, I don't think you have much experience with this. I had very little experience with this place. Um, you know, when my kids were little, we used to go to Animal Kingdom, the Boneyard area over in Dino Land um, where a lot of kids play they have like a dig area there they have um, some slides and some interactive activities it was kind of a good place when my kids were a little kind of a playground so that they could kind of get some of their energy out uh, it's a spot we would used to use to, to kind of let them you know just not be so much waiting on lines and kind of get their energy out uh, have you ever been in that Boneland area because it's closing for refurbishment starting May 1st and then it's supposed to reopen on June 12th have you ever been in that area before? No, there's really been no. I mean, I've walked by it how many times, right? As you exit, you know, Dino Land, that part of Dino Land to get out to, I believe it's the, I believe it's the Discovery Island area or mm-hmm. that kind of central area of of Animal Kingdom. But I have it. I know it exists. Uh, I know I've had friends who have kids. I'm sure that have played in there, and I know you can kind of dig and find stuff in there, and God knows what else is in there, right? But <laughs> no, I haven't. But you know, anytime you see refurbishments in the park, that you know, something that's been there for a long time. I mean, Animal Kingdom is is uh, is celebrating its 25th anniversary. I uh, just it, it just passed Earth Day, so 
anytime we get some refurbishments on a park that's 25 years old, absolutely. I think it's great that uh, it'll bring uh, joy to future generations to come. I was kind of surprised when I was reading that this was going to be closed because, you know, when they were talking D23, they were talking that, you know, that the Dino Land might be rethemed to a Zootopia kind of thing. And if you're going to close it for refurbishment now, it's kind of like, are they going to put off the Zootopia um, kind of layover? Are they going to, are they going to, you know, go to that? Because if you're going to close it now for a refurbishment, why not close it and start doing your retheming if you're going to do that area? I mean, I haven't been to Animal Kingdom in a while, but I know that area is in desperate need of some revamping and some revitalizing and, you know, transforming it to something else would be fantastic. Um, but yeah, I, it's, it's kind of weird that they're going to, they announced that they're going to do a refurbishment, but it's not going to create any changes. So I guess they're just kind of, kind of, you know, paint and pressure wash and, you know, do all that kind of stuff to try and get it back to, you know, being Disney quality kind of a playground to be. But uh, I haven't been, there, I haven't been in there in a long time. I don't know if it's in need of disarray or, or if it's in need of repair. Uh, like I said, my kids haven't done it in a long time. Uh, but I'm interested to see if they do make any kind of changes whatsoever. Uh, speaking of Animal Kingdom, uh, one of the things we were talking about just a couple of seconds ago, Joe, you were talking about the uh, Animal Kingdom anniversary. And I don't know if you saw, did you catch the video that they unearthed the 25-year uh, capsule? What they, uh, have, they had a time I capsule? I have not. I saw it in our chat, and I remember hearing about this a long time ago, but I did not actually, I didn't see the uh, the video of it, so... What can you tell myself and our listeners about it? So, yeah, I watched a video on that. It was pretty cool. You know, they, they pulled up this time capsule. And some of the things that were notable that in the time capsule that certainly have, you know, not to the test of time was that there were some VHS tapes in there and some floppy disks uh, from 25 years ago, some old park maps and some um, some stuff signed by some of the cast members that were there. So, you know, 25 years, it's it doesn't seem that long ago, but it really was. Uh, if, if you were going to rebury a time capsule, on Animal Kingdom now, Joe, what would be the, 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 I would say the three most important things you would put in there to kind of significant the, the times that we're in now that maybe 25 years from now you'd want to see again? What, what would you want to put in there? So I would probably put, you have to at least re-put in a park map. You have to have something tangible that can be re-earthed where it's sitting underground for another 25 years. It will not hurt it just to show what the park looked like then and I would have it signed. I think that's a great idea. The second thing you're trying to encapsulate something of the times. I mean, I mean, you put me on a spot here right now. <laughs> um, maybe a oh, even if I said thumb drive or something of like what attractions were at the at the time. Yeah, oh man, I don't know, Mike. This is really tough. I was thinking, what about like an iPhone, like, you know, the newest version of iPhone? That would be cool too. But what about this? What about even, um, okay, what I'm thinking about as well is some of, what are some of the more popular things that we see in the parks, right? Maybe some sort of popcorn bucket that is like the big thing or a set of mini ears that like a lot of the ladies like to wear or a lounge fly bag. I mean, maybe a couple of those that were like the, or the, <laughs> you'll love this, or maybe one of the, the Animal Kingdom spirit jerseys, since that's like the rage right now. Mm -hmm. Maybe 25 years from now, we'll be looking back and being like, ladies actually wore this, you know, or like people actually wore this stuff. So mm -hmm. maybe something to that, maybe some of the higher ticketed Animal Kingdom merch. But I agree with you, even an iPhone, if we can keep an iPhone with the, uh, the, the Disney app on it, um, it's kind of like when you see those uh, videos, Mike, of when um, I, I find these randomly online when I go down my YouTube rabbit holes where somebody will find a computer with like Windows 98 on it mm -hmm. and it still works and they have somebody from like this current generation try to use it and they're like, oh my God, what is this? Because you and I have used Windows 98, but this mm -hmm. generation right now has no idea what it is. Right. So something like that would actually be, I think, a really cool idea where 
You can fire up in the uh, the My Disney Experience app and see. Well, I probably wouldn't even load, but it would be kind of cool maybe <laughs> to see <laughs> you know, what the Disney app looked like. I don't know. That's a good question, man. There's yeah. a lot, lot of possibilities. Yeah, I was I was racking my brain. I was in the car before. I was uh, dropping my wife's uncle off at the airport today. He was in visiting. And I was trying to think what would, you know, really – a sign of the times of what it was. I mean, maybe you could throw in an old COVID mask, you know, for considering yeah. we just kind of got out of that, you know, era. We all, we all survived through it, brother. Yeah, you know, I mean, there was, we used to sell those in the parks. You know, they had all the Disney-inspired ones. So I don't know, uh, maybe a magic band, you know, maybe throw a magic, a magic band, band in there. Magic band would actually be, that's a fantastic idea. Because, I, I mean, yeah. you know, who knows 25 years from now if they're still going to have magic bands or, you know, or we're going to have old chips implanted in our heads. You know, I don't know. You know <laughs> all, all the hardcore Disney fans will have chips in them. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, who knows? Who knows? But, uh, yeah, I think a magic band would be pretty cool too, especially those new interactive ones that we've been that we've got uh, should be pretty cool. But uh, but yeah, uh, one thing when we talk about times, uh, they seem to be getting earlier and earlier th- uh, every year. They announced this year that on May second, the not so scary Halloween party tickets would be going on sale. Uh, August eleventh through November first, you'll have about forty nights to choose from for a not so scary Halloween party. Uh, the prices seem to be well, supposedly they're supposed to be around the same prices as they were last year. Uh, depending upon when you're going, obviously some premium nights like October 31st is going to cost more than some of the other nights, and you know week week nights tend to be a little bit cheaper than the weekends. Um, so yeah, I mean August 11th, it's kind of an early time to start celebrating Halloween, if you ask me. Uh, so I'm assuming that the Halloween decorations will be up probably right after Fourth of July uh, uh, in Magic Kingdom. Um, it'll be fireworks, Americana, and then pumpkins. So um, I don't know if this is the earliest date that it's ever started. It seems like it's getting earlier and earlier every year. Uh, during that time span, Joe, you're down there. Are you planning on hitting the uh, not-so-scary Halloween party? Well, it kind of stinks because August 11th is my birthday. And it definitely, as somebody who obviously have celebrated my birthday all these years, it was in the middle of the summer. So it's definitely not Halloween time. That's for sure. But, you know, Jen and I didn't do it last year. I mean, I, and we did it before COVID. Obviously, we're looking forward to doing the Universal trip with everybody mm-hmm. uh, in September. Um, but I want to get scared again. So I'm looking forward to that. But, you know, this is something maybe we'll try again because it's been a while since we've done it. We did the Christmas party last year. And believe it or not, Mike, we were a little bit disappointed i feel the halloween one is a better party overall i agree uh halloween in the summer it's it stinks it's not it's not ideal man it's hot i don't understand how people do it with costumes in august but they do it but the great thing about that is if you're there on a trip with your family and your kids are on summer break and you want to kind of do the halloween party you can um it is a little bit i don't want to say it's not weird but it's just it's it's early man for it but Maybe we'll do it in September. A lot of times we like to, we'll pop in like in September and do it. Um, maybe Mike, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what, what our schedules are like and stuff. It's something if I miss it, I'm not sad about it. Unlike if I missed like a run Disney weekend, like in January, I'd be really sad. I missed that. But if mm-hmm. we miss it, I'm not super sad, but maybe it's something, you know, I'll bring up to her after the show and I'd be like, Hey, is this something you maybe want to do? Maybe we'll pop in one of those nights. Who knows? Okay. Yeah. It sounds good. We haven't gone in a long time. The last time we've gone, it was pre COVID. We haven't gone, you know, since post COVID stuff. Um, you know, I'm really looking forward to the universal trip this year. I, I enjoyed doing that with the, you know, with the whole crew of people. It's a lot, it's a lot of fun. Um, 
doing the universal trip with kids obviously is not something that's recommended. You know, we our Disney our, our trip that we're going to do, you know, through the podcast is, you know, when it's an 18 and older kind of thing. Um now that Sammy's kind of older and she's, you know, at that, you know, 16, 17-year-old mark, um I, I think she's just a little too young to do the universal trip, but she's a little bit older to do the, you know, the Halloween party in in Disney in Magic Kingdom. So I don't know. I, I don't know if we're going to make it a point to go down there this year. Uh I can't see dressing up in August unless I'm going as a surfer. Uh, you know, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, a hot, hot time of year to be wearing some kind of costume. Uh, we've seen before that, you know, when Justin, Katie, and Riley go down, they go all out in their costumes, and Justin's had some amazing costumes, you know, everywhere from Olaf to some other ones. So I can't see being that dressed up on a, on a hot summer night. But, hey, listen, for the families that can only go to, you know, get a once-in-a-lifetime trip or, you know, a once-in-a-year you know, once kind of trip or once-every-couple-year trip and they can only do it during the summer, at least they have that opportunity for their kids to enjoy some, you know, trick-or-treating, even if it's a little bit earlier in the in the season. Um, so, I mean, listen, good on to them if they get to do it. It's a great party. Uh, I just don't know if I can get into that fall festival type of feel when it's, you know, the middle of August or actually the beginning of August. Uh, a little early for me, but, you know, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. Uh, keeping with that Halloween theme, uh, we know one thing that we've seen kind of changed, uh, I think it was in the last couple of days. I don't know if you've seen it online or not. Uh, the Haunted Mansion now has a red light flashing, kind of like a like an, like an accent light, uh, when you're on the when you're on the graveyard scene, uh, there's a carriage there, and there's now a red light that they added to that. Just something that they added recently, I guess, to give it more of a, a backlight or an ambiance. Do you think that they're going to start adding more stuff to that area because the Hatbox Ghost is coming soon? I was just saying we're still waiting for the Hatbox Ghost, which was announced to to show its head, literally. Um, you know, but hey, maybe these are maybe just little things that they're adding. Uh, I think us as crazy Disney fans, we notice every little change that happens on each attraction. But maybe this is something that is part of it, and they're doing it little bits, a uh, little bit here, a little bit there. So, they, yeah, I mean, this could be something where it's um, as it's gearing up towards August when the Halloween party. Because to me, like the Halloween party, like the epicenter is the Haunted Mansion. That's that's where all the action is. Everybody wants to ride Haunted Mansion during the Halloween parties. So maybe this is just a little bit of an improvement. Uh, as you know, it, it takes time for Disney to improve the rides, right? It doesn't happen overnight. So this could be the start of it. I mean, just a little bit here, a little bit there, and it makes for a huge uh, uh, improvement, you know, as we and wait, the Hatbox goes to show its face. Yeah. Are you excited for the Hatbox Ghost? Are you a team Hatbox Ghost guy? Yes, you... absolutely. Okay. Absolutely, man. It's so cool. I mean, I remember seeing it in Disneyland, and I think it's cool to have it out here in Walt Disney World on the East Coast. And uh, it's it's a cool character. I mean, it's it's just something that... I like it. You know, I think it's great that Disneyland has different things than Walt Disney World, but I think this is one that we could have the same on. I think it's all right. Okay. Yeah, I like the character myself. I'm looking forward to him being part of the, the you know, the, the add-on addition, you know, to uh, Haunted Mansion when they actually get to put him in there. Um, one of the other things I know that I want to talk to you about that I've seen, it's been, it's been coming up on some of the blogs and the boards and some of the other Disney sites that I've, you know, it, they're actually out there new. Uh, now, they have uh, added the electronic billboards to some of the uh, areas around uh, Disney. Um, very cool. that they, they look very illuminated. Uh, I'm surprised that it took so long. Um, but the weird thing that I saw was how many people were just so against it. How they the like they wanted the old boards back. They wanted the old colors back. You know, the, they, I guess they weren't really good with change. Uh, have you seen these new electronic billboards? I know there's some new ones down by Coronado Springs. Yeah. So first of all, I was very against the changing of the colors when it first came out. Uh, I love the purple and the greens. 
Um, you've been seeing it more and more lately, the blues come in and it's grown on me. And I'll always admit when I was wrong about something, but I do like the colors, the new colors. Um, they've had those electronic boards for a while, Mike. When they opened Disney Springs and they reopened that new exit off of Epcot Center Drive, mm-hmm. uh, that kind of alleviated some of the uh, congestion off of Hotel Plaza Boulevard. They didn't, when, they, when those parking garages opened, they installed electronic boards uh, over there. They just made them look like uh, the regular purple signs. It would say like, you know, orange or lime lot, you know, full or this way with arrows. Yeah. So they were on a smaller scale. I have seen some of the the newer electronic signs. I think they're fantastic. Uh, you and I, you know, we grew up in the New York tri-state area and a lot of the roadways had those electronic signs where it would give you directions. I mean, if things were backed up or if there were special events, I know growing up in New Jersey, I lived very close to the Meadowlands. If there was a Giants or a Jets game or a Devils game, the signs would change. And this was years ago. And it would tell you like event here, congestion, use this or use here. Like, or it would just, it would change. And I think this is great because not only can you have those permanent signs that are on the side of the road, which direct you to, you know, different hotel, uh, resort area, uh, locations or, or some theme parks, but if there is a large convention or if there's a run Disney event, or if you know what, there is the marathon going on, there could be, those signs can be used as also warning signs saying, heavy congestion ahead, you know, exit here, or just be aware, tune to this radio station or whatever messaging they want. It can be programmed to do that. So I think it's fantastic. Uh, I think, and, they, and listen, those signs are all digital. They can look like the blue signs. So you could have them on a daily basis, look like you're in Disney, have that different signage, but also can be used for warnings, informational and all kinds of other things. So yeah, I, I was against it. it. It's grown on me. I think it's great now. I've seen them more and more adding on and I think, uh, I hope they continue to add them. You know, I know there's more maintenance to them. I know there's more, obviously, a higher cost than just having a metal sign with some, you know, some paint on it. Um, you know, those go up, they stay up. You, you know, you refurbish them, you paint them every once in a while, you throw a new one up. It's it's very cost effective for the metal ones, um, but the electronic ones do provide a lot more of current information. You can be changed on the fly. You can divert traffic. Um, I'm surprised it took Disney so long to go with the electronic ones. Like you said, we've had them up up in the New York area for a very long time, where you could, you know, just on a drop of a dime, you could just say, "Hey, well, you know what? Something's backed up. We're going to go this way, or we're going to close this road." Um, interactive signs are great. Um, I'm, I'm wondering if there's a problem with because I don't I don't study traffic patterns or anything like that. If they couldn't add animated characters to the, um, you know, to the billboard signs, would that cause traffic accidents? You know, if Nemo was kind of swimming across one of the signs or, you know, some of the other characters were kind of, you know, holding letters up or something. I think that would probably cause a traffic accident. But I think it would be kind of cool, you know, to have that on Disney property, have some of the uh, the characters be interactive with the signs, too. But uh, but no, I don't know. I'm, I'm glad to see them going in a technological uh, advancement where, you know, if there's, there's a problem or an issue, I'll be able to be diverted. And, you know, listen, if you can save time on your vacation by not sitting in traffic, it's a fantastic thing because everyone knows your time and, you know, your time when you're on vacation is extremely important. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm glad to see them go. I didn't have a preference on the colors. I kind of like the new the way the new ones are looking. So um, if I'm in Disney and I'm driving around, I'm still in a happy place. So I, I'm not too crazy about what the colors were but it was interesting to read some of the comments on the boards how people were so against some of the new stuff it was uh it got quite interesting with some of the comments and uh colorful language they were using surprisingly over a a street sign i didn't realize that they were people are passionate man and that's that's what makes disney great mike disney world so great is people are passionate for everything from garbage cans to traffic signs to to the attractions themselves i mean so it's uh yeah that that's what that's what makes this fan base and this fandom uh, like 
special, man. Mm -hmm. And and honestly, Mike, it's no different, man, when, you know, you're a Yankee fan, right? You go to Yankee Stadium, you will notice if they do something different in the stadium or they move Monument Park or they do something else. And you're like, I don't like that. Or I like this. Like you notice it because you're a fan and it means something to you. Mm -hmm. It's no different here, man. Like we see those street signs. We, we know we're in Disney. We're nowhere on property. And when they change it, it's like, why are you messing with my happy place? But I agree with you, man. They've grown on me. And I definitely think that um, they would definitely cause accidents. And I'm sure there's some other reasons why. I, I know, like, there's, like, a uniform traffic, uh, like, some kind of uniform traffic code where it's, like, universally designed to be a certain way. And even though they're in colors, I'm sure there's, like, a thing. It's, like, if there's, like, moving objects or something, they would... Uh, they would be distraction. I think, by the way, if you look at some of the old pictures, they used to have like Mickey ears that would actually pop up above uh, some of the signs and like there would be hands underneath it where the lights would go. Mm-hmm. And those are no longer there anymore. So maybe those were removed because they were distractions too. Right. But I know if you Google that, they they did have those. So I'm sure that that's probably one of the reasons why. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, the one meat and potatoes thing that I wanted to talk about tonight, and I'm sure you being a resort guy, uh, I actually posted this in our group, and it's some important resort news uh, when it comes to DVC especially. Uh, the Fort Wilderness cabins over in, uh, you know, where the campgrounds are, are going to be DVC property now. Where they're going to have, you're going to be able to use DVC points to stay there. Now, I've never stayed there before, so I was intrigued about, hey, you know, like what kind of point system are they going to have? Because they haven't really released too much information on it yet, just that they're going to have these available for DVC. DVC members uh, to use their points for. So I went online and I looked at some of the room tours and I know they're going to be refurbished. They're going to be, you know, doing some updates to them to make them more modern, obviously, because if you're staying on DVC points, they want you to have that certain expectation of, you know, value for points, so to speak. Um, The one thing that I did notice, they were about, the rooms were about 500 square feet and uh, they sleep six. So when you have the common living room, they had a bed, they had the typical sofa that would pull out into a bed. So you had two people that slept there. But in the other bedroom, so to speak, you would have one queen bed and two bunk beds. And um, that would be kind of odd for my family, you know, for the family of four, because we would have to have, I guess, the girls sleep in the living room. And then Laura and I sleep in the bedroom with the two bunk beds next to us. I I don't know how that would work. That would look kind of silly. Or, you know, us, me and Laura sleep in the living room and the girls sleep in the bedroom with, you know, one on one bed and one in the bunk. So I don't know. I got to see if they're going to change the bedroom situation around at all, uh, if it's going to stay that way. Uh, The actual cabin areas look nice. You know, the the Fort Wilderness Campground is a very cool area. Um, I know they have golf carts you can rent. I've done some, you know, some camping up in upper New York State and Pennsylvania when we were back up north, and um, we would rent cabins similar to that. Uh, Quite a few of my friends like to tent camp, but I like to rent the cabins when, you know, when we go to these, you know, Yogi Bear campgrounds or something along those lines. So uh, it was kind of weird uh, seeing these now being a DVC property. You, Joe, you were just talking about this the other day, weren't you? Yeah. So I was actually invited on to the uh, WDW Beyond the Gates podcast with uh, Michael Hurley and Gary Arruda. Shout out to you guys. They listen to the show. So what's going on, guys? And also Phil as well. And uh, we actually talked about this uh, when I was invited as a guest. And um, there's going to be 350 cabins. And I, I think that's an, actually in an increase of what is currently on property. And some of the concerns that we had was, number one, is that they're going to be increasing the amount of cabins on the property. Uh, number two is, in regards to some of the amenities, they're not going to make the pool any bigger. They're not going to add anything else to the resort. They're going to maybe do some refurbishments to the pool, maybe expand the seating area, but they're not adding like another like DVC area pool. So that's one of those things. If this is going to be your home resort, 
you're buying into an HOA that doesn't have like its own pools or any of like the other amenities like that. But if you were buying to like a Saratoga, Old Key West, a Bay Lake Tower, like there's always that DVC like pool, the DVC area by itself. But this Fort Wilderness cabins aren't going to have it. So this is kind of maybe the introduction into the moderate DVC. We don't know what that point value is going to look like, um, if, like where it's going to fall in like per night. Obviously, it's not going to be as high a point value as per se the uh, the Wilderness Lodge cabins or obviously the bungalows. But it's definitely not going to be like the Wilderness Lodge cabins. That's for sure. But it's going to be very interesting. Uh, the concept art, they don't really look like if they look like shipping containers, kind of like nicer shipping containers with some windows. Like they don't have that rustic look. They have that modern look. They kind of look like everything else that's been designed. It's my opinion. They look nice. They look new. They look modern, but maybe modern doesn't really fit into Fort Wilderness, but that'll be interesting to see how they make it fit in. Like we said, like I said on that, on that show, I really hope that they set these cabins in and they keep a lot of the trees around it and they really make it feel like it's, it's really part of, of the, of the campground. I mean, it's been there since 71, since it opened, since the property opened. Uh, it's one of the last original, like, I guess areas that hasn't really been messed with yet. And, uh, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I, I'm just concerned that I, I for, as a DVC owner, um, would this be something that, you know, a DVC owner would want to buy into to be their home resort? I don't know. Uh, I know for us, for Jedi, it would be a great change of pace to like pop in there for like a weekend or even for Justin, uh, you know, and Katie and Riley to pop in for like a weekend. But I don't know if I'd want to spend a whole week there. Um, also, too, it's if you're a family that relies on Disney transportation, Fort Wilderness is not the easiest place to get around. Those loops are very large. There's a lot of bus service within there. Uh, if you have a car, it's great. You could drive it up to your your cabin. But um, so there's a lot of pros, a lot of cons to this mic as well. So we'll see what happens with it. Um, it's definitely a way for Disney to refurbish these cabins and kind of have the members do it because you'll be buying into it. So um, yeah, it's kind of like they're getting kind of the money up front to to do the renovation. So it'll be interesting to see. It's a smart business move, uh, but it'll definitely be interesting to see um, how the point values, how they roll out, what's going to be uh, you know per night for over the holidays. I will say this, these cabins though, will definitely be a top seller between October through the new year. When you get the Halloween decorations, the Christmas decorations, when you get a lot of the people at the RV and the motor coaches that go in there for the long period of time that stay there for a month and they decorate their campsites, that's really cool to go in and take those tours. That's going to be really awesome to stay at these properties at the DVC cabins at Fort Wilderness because you get to kind of partake in that as well and really get that whole holiday vibe. So that's going to be actually a really cool time to stay there, but it'll be really interesting to see how this rolls out. And it's going to be done pretty quick. They're talking within a year, year and a half. I mean, by middle of next year and the next year. So it's going to be, this is going to happen pretty quick. And I, I think they're going to be prefab, man. If you're going to be doing them that quick, I would not be surprised if these things are prefab and then they're kind of installed on sites. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'm not a, I'm not a construction person, but kind of just guessing, but reading the same articles everybody else is, but it'll be fun to watch. That's for sure. It's going to be definitely a, a intro to the possible moderates of these DVC, which we haven't seen yet. If you had to guess, if you're going to buy into new DVC points, what would you, obviously with the going rate for points right now, what do you think it would cost to buy per point for this as your home resort? If you had, if you had to take a while, obviously we don't know anything. We're just speculating. What do you think this would go for per point? as a home resort. So the new Disneyland tower 
is listed at 230 a point. That's what it's starting out as mm-hmm. um, out in Disney. And that is going to, I believe, is going to sell out. I, I don't think the Disneyland Tower is going to make it to the public. They're selling it, pre-selling it to DVC owners. I believe people are going to buy it as an investment and rent it out. I don't think it's going to make it to the public. That's my opinion. I, it probably will, but it's going to be really sold out by the time it gets to there. I would say probably under 200 a point. I would say maybe... The, if I said between 150 and 200, that, that's easy. But look, I would say be between 170 and 200 point, 180 and 200 a point. I think they're not going to give it away, but it's not going to be at that level of, um, of, um, of, of the Disneyland Tower, even Riviera. So I've taken a wild guess without any research, but I'm thinking between 180 and 200 a point, maybe. Yeah, I can see that. I w- I was actually thinking it would be less than that because because okay. of the because of the the area. I don't know because of the size of some of the old cabins. I was thinking more like the around the 140, 150 point to get people to buy, you know, people that might have been on the fence that, you know, that that upper 200 or the lower 200 high, you know, 180, 190 might have been people that were just kind of turned off to the DVC point system. And maybe that 140, 150 might be, it's, you know, people that, you know, pull the trigger on that. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, I can't see if the rooms are going to be as small as, as what I'm reading about. And, and, you know, some of the cabins that are being refurbished, they're using those, how they can get more points. I'd rather stay at Treehouse Villas, you know, one of those kind of things. You kind of have that wilderness feel. You have the bigger rooms. You have the amenities there. So I, I, it's got to be less points a night than what some of the um, that what some of the Treehouse Villas are going to be. Same oh, kind absolutely. of transpo- same kind of transportation issues. You know, when you're at Treehouse Villas, if you don't have a car, you're you're really you know uh, in, in bad shape there because I think they get a bus like maybe once every hour. You know, it's a very tough place to be to with you know with relying on Disney transportation. And I'm I'm assuming that that's going to be the same way there too unless they install some kind of new bus system but i doubt it i don't see them that making much more of a transportation upgrade they didn't do it for the uh the treehouse villas i can't see them doing it there but uh you know we've stayed at treehouse villas before and the point the points per night isn't that bad so i'm hoping that that the, the these cabins are you know a lot less uh you know per night compared to what the uh treehouse villas are because i you know to tell you the truth i'd rather stay at a treehouse villa and have a little bit more room to you know get around in especially in that kind of room with different bedrooms set up and extra you know and extra bathrooms than what i'm seeing as the uh you know concept art and what some of the older rooms are that are supposedly being refurbished uh you know 500 square feet is only 500 square feet you can refurbish it all you want you're not going to get that much more space out of it unless you're expanding on them. And that wasn't the case from what I understand. They're just going to, uh, you know, refurbish those and then put some of the new ones down there. But uh, I'm surprised that they're not doing anything like extravagant, like adding a pool or doing something along those lines. And I kind of feel like, like, like you said, Joyce, almost like a little bit of a money grab that they needed to refurbish this area. So like we'll have DVC do it. Um, it kind of feels like we'll throw them into the mix and we'll get people buying and that'll pump some money into an area that's maybe not doing so well. Um so yeah, I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see. Maybe add a restaurant in that area. Maybe add something new. But we'll, we'll see. It's there's got to be something to draw it other than just. Well, they just took know. the they just took the restaurant away. They took Trails End away, making right. it a grab and go. So it's actually you're losing. And at, I believe even Crockett's Tavern. I don't know if Crockett's Tavern's going away or not. But I mean, that's the one thing you're now adding on a DVC property. You actually took away a really popular restaurant that's been closed for a while. But you know now you're even taking more away so i don't know it's gonna be interesting mike i mean they're they're not really adding any amenities um to it it's kind of one of those things you wish you had what river country back right yeah that would be that'd be a seller right there (laughs) yeah i'm I'm wondering if i'm wondering if they're just giving us little details now and they're going to surprise us with something later because uh i feel like 
unless this is going to be a blockbuster deal to buy on points or it's going to be truly economical to get in there, you know, point wise per night, I can't really see the drawer of doing this. Um, you know, uh, you're not going to get a big families there. You're not going to get, you know, huge, you know, huge family spending a lot of time, but I don't know. We'll see. It, it could be interesting. I'm, I'm excited to see when the new ones are actually in place and what they actually look like, you know, compared to the concept art. And, uh, you know, maybe I'll get us, you know, just a weekend down there. Laura and I be able to stay hopefully around Halloween time. Like you said, where you can really take in the decorations. You know, it almost seems like a lot of the DVC resorts have that niche. You know, I stayed at Old Key West. You have super huge rooms. You stay here, you know, Saratoga. You have some amazing pools. Uh, you stay at, you know, the Poly or or uh, or Contemporary or the Bay Lake. You have the use of the monorail. You can walk to Magic Kingdom. Uh, you know, in Animal Kingdom, obviously, you have the, you know, the animals. But I just don't know what the draw is going to be to stay there. You know, it's just kind of like, all right, well, you know, it's, it's the, the campgrounds, but we'll see. I don't know. I'm interested to see it. I was surprised to see it, and uh, we'll see how it plays out. Uh, one thing that I do know for sure, uh, you know, not Disney news related, uh, a lot of people, a lot of our Disney families have been taking vacations recently. A lot of them have been down in the parks. We've been seeing a lot of, you know, uh, stuff going on. A lot of our, our DDP families have been down doing some amazing stuff. They've been, ta- they've been posting some pictures onto our DDP Facebook page, and it brings me to my favorite thing every week, and that would be Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. All right, Joe, you know how much I love Picks of the Week. Just you and me this week, so uh, why don't you tell me, what's your Pick of the Week? All right, my Pick of the Week goes to uh, Lindsay Nicole, and she posted a very nice photo, uh, and we just talked about it on tonight's episode. The uh, the 25th anniversary of Animal Kingdom happened uh, this past Saturday uh, during Earth Day, and she writes that Animal Kingdom 25th anniversary logo is beautiful, and it's the kind of like a... Um, like a planter with the animal kingdom logo and the 25. It looks like the, on the tree of life where they has all the different animals that are kind of engraved or carved into the tree. It, the logo is kind of carved. The 25 is carved into a logo of like an elephant, a rhino, a lion as uh, a bird in there. It's really cool. Kind of all meshed together. So I was glad to see uh, a photo of that. I was curious to see if they were going to have anything in front of the tree of life. So Lindsay, thank you for posting that photo in our group. So for that, Lindsay gets my pick of the week. Very cool pick. Uh, my pick of the week is going to go to Ravi Brammer. And uh, Ravi was over at Hollywood Studios. He knocked out a bunch of rides. He hasn't been there since they opened Toy Story Land and Black Spire Outpost. And uh, he's got some great pictures. He knocked it out. He even got over to Epcot later in the day. And um, great pictures of Toy Story Land. Great pictures of, you know, going on Rise. So, uh, Ravi, you have my pick of the week. And DDP family, if you want to be a pick of the week, make sure you join our DDP Facebook page. Uh, we have some great people that post stuff every week. We have a family fun page. Uh, we got a lot of upcoming stuff coming up. We have our Disneyland trip coming out. You can uh, you contact Justin away with me travel if you want to get a hold of him. Uh, I'm super excited about the Disneyland trip. I'm excited about meeting our West Coast family that we don't get to see that often. Um, you know, they're, they're always with us in spirit. They're always with us on the show. You know, listen to all of our Disney stuff. And uh, I'm super excited to see them out there in California this year. Also, we have the uh, Universal trip coming up, so uh, we'll have plenty of information on that on the DDP page, and uh, I'm su- I-, I can't wait. I actually just put my time and my days off for the Universal trip. I know we don't talk a lot of Universal on the show, but uh, great time doing that. I had a great time with you guys last year, Jacob and Dan and and, and uh, Rick, and great, great people, and if, you- if you're on the fence about doing it, definitely come this year, because uh, as long as it doesn't rain, we should have a good time again. <laughs> 
So I'll say this, Mike, uh, I, I'm booked for our Disneyland trip and I'm really excited about that trip. I've been to Disneyland twice. This will be my third time. I've been out there twice for run Disney weekend. So this will be the first trip where I'm actually out there to do the parks, get fully immersed, not worry about going to bed earlier, getting up and running in the morning. Uh, but I will say this, man, I am really excited for Universal this fall. Mm-hmm. I had such a blast last year with you and, and everybody and being caught up in the rain and doing you know, Halloween Horror Nights. And I know I had to leave early because I couldn't do the full gamut of events that we had scheduled. But if you guys are not, if you guys have the opportunity to join us down in Orlando for the Universal and for the, I, what is the, Justin, have it called the, um, the, what is the whole trip called? Like it's, it's Halloween, Halloween Horror, Horror Nights. Nights. Yes. Yeah. Halloween, yeah. But there's also some other things going on as well. And it's, it's so much fun guys. I had a blast last year. I was like a little, little baby. Ask Mike, you know, like I was scared, you know, going through the haunted houses, ton of fun. Uh, so we have a lot of cool trips coming up this, this year. It's going to be a great summer, a great fall. So if you guys uh, have the ability to do it, have the time to do it, get with Justin at awaywithyourtravel.com. It'll be a lot of fun. And I'm really looking forward to it, man. Sounds good. Joe, any closing words? Yeah, man. No, just uh, it was a quick show tonight, but I love that we banged through some news. It was good stuff. I uh, really enjoyed just having, you know, our little discussions about, uh, you know, Animal Kingdom, you know, about the stuff going on there. And, uh, you know, uh, Fort Wilderness Cabin should be really interesting. And uh, looking forward to our Patreon show coming up. So, Patreon, stand by. You guys are on deck. Yeah, man. Hey, listen, I know it was kind of a quick show tonight, but, you know, Justin's been under the weather. Uh, Dave was running super late on one of his tours today. And, uh, you know, Dan's busy putting out fires. So uh, it's, it's one of those things where we definitely want to put out a show for you guys. So me and Joe got together today. And uh, we have a pretty fun topic in Patreon tonight. If you're not a Patreon member, then click on the link below and join. As little as $2 a month, you can hear our other show. Uh, tonight we're going to talk about, we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, couple we saw on the uh, Disney News that were uh, bathing in the fountain in Epcot, and we're going to talk about uh, the top 12 <laughs> things that'll get you thrown out of a Disney park. Uh, bathing in a fountain is definitely one of them, so we're going to kind of chat about that and laugh about it a little bit. Uh, so other than that, uh, have a good night, guys, and uh, I'll see you next week. See you, guys. On behalf of the Disney Dads, we want to say thank you. We hope you find a little magic in your life every day, spread some Disney love, and keep moving forward. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin, let the wonder And that's a wrap. This has been YDF Media Productions.